bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. We are two weeks into Do You 22 (laughs) memo and the shit is already on and fucking popping. Like the stress, I feel I have developed shingles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had it before. Yes. During people's couch. Right. My mom my mom and dad got it, I feel like, when I was in high school. And you you can't... Well, when my parents got it, you couldn't see anything. So um, I just always remember my mom being like, if it kind of feels like a sunburn. Because I was like, what is it if you can't see it? Right. And she's like, it feels like a sunburn. So sometimes I will get what I believe is like... Like... The, the beginning stages are a flare up or something and it'll be like right here on my hmm. kind of on my wrist mm-hmm. where it'll feel like really like almost like a weird sunburn mm-hmm. but then it will usually go away the but the one in, that we had during people's couch and funny girls was when we were doing those at the same time it's around like your bra line and it like goes from your back and it's usually like a little line right that's how they show it on the commercials oh it is yeah it's like like lines but it's like red and bumpy and yeah, it's not too or much. red and like rough. I remember you looked at I put at my house. I pulled up my shirt and you looked on the back and we were like, I wondered if like a like I had been bitten by like mm-hmm. a you know if you get like a bug in like your pants and then it just like bites you everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just like a line and I didn't know that's what it was, you know. But then I went to the doctor, so now I'm just feeling pretty sure I have it again. Great. Um. I'm not really mad at, um, I don't really want to be this stress. I don't need to pop a bunch of gray fucking hairs. I'd rather get shingles than be popping a bunch of gray hairs. But I mean, it's, I guess it's good stress. It's all good. And I think, you know what happens when it rains, it pours. And when it pours, it's like, oh my God, it's pouring. But then after it pours for a while, you're like, fucking rain is nice. You just get used and you to just it. just get into it. Yeah. You just get into it. And I think that in a couple of days, you're going to be like, on a wave you know what i mean you're just swimming out into the the wave they're trying to get on that wave yeah, it just keeps flashing me in the face and going up my nose right but you're about to stand up on the thing and ride the fucking wave on the surfboard or like the wakeboard or my yeah. paddleboard what yeah. am i gonna do here uh-huh any well what a surfboard well you know we're we're supposed to allegedly mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we don't even know if this shit is this shit secret is it nda we never know but you know we 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 might get exam you know an exam done by dr jackie <laughs> we might yeah and you know someone that we love and adore and have sexual crushes on is going to be inside of our vaginas and touching our boobs yeah she does definitely doesn't want to know that and uh <laughs> i don't want to do it 
Uh, well, I don't want to do that's it. That's the benchmark of having a sexual crush on someone is that you don't want them in your vagina or touching your boobs. You right. just want it from afar. Mm-hmm. You just want to keep your sexual crush and pet it and look at it and be like, <laughs> in, in my world, I'm not insecure about anything and we're all just perfect and it's all just a fantasy and nobody's annoying and the dogs don't ruin everything mm-hmm. and we're all just living and, and you know, things are dropping from trees and we win lotteries and we, I don't really want to go and have Dr. Jackie see my shingles. Mm-hmm. And my fucking vagina me. Believe me, I don't either. Okay, I don't need to be. I'm told I'm medically obese. I don't want to be told. I also don't want to be looked at. I always have a thing about being the lesbian that women see. That then they go, "That's right. I'm not. You're the like. What I do don't like mean? being the reason that someone's grossed out by women. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a that's a head trip because <laughs> they they. They need to be worried about us going like, who are you choosing to go look in vaginas all day? What's your issue, lady? Yeah. Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? I yeah. I mean, I have yeah all my own baggage and my own weird shit, but like, ugh, that I can't handle. Like, I'm just have so many insecurities about that in general, you know? Well, also, she's so thorough. She's I very really, she's a good doctor. I really I mean, want obviously. someone that's going to phone it in. Right. I no. want someone who's trying to get to lunch. They've got, you know, their their mind is on. What if she finds a tampon I left in there from like 10 years ago? Yeah, like from two, or late 2008. God. I, there's definitely probably some tampon fibrets that are lingering. Oh, I'm sure. There. Or she'll, she's, <laughs> even when we were at the show, she was like, don't worry, I've got like a baby. What's it called? What's the thing oh, called? Oh, they, so, like that thing. They yeah, I'm like, in- you know what? <laughs> Okay, the, the thing, I got it. The thing I they get stick it. in and then they circle it. And right, it like, sorry, through. no one's ever in there. But yeah, like, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, she's like, you don't have a dick that rams your hole. So I have a tiny. And then I then uh. you're like, uh, I can take the big one. Okay, <laughs> don't worry about it. Like, she's going to take the small one. And you're like, have you put this? You can, you can, you can open it farther than that. I want a sensation, Jackie. Please. I mean, <laughs> I can't deal. I don't. I can't even. This is probably why I have shingles. But I'm like, uh, I honestly though would do anything to see her again. <laughs> so I am happy that we're going to get to be with her again. Um, oh my god, and maybe we'll get. I, I, I. <laughs> she's one of the most soothing, um, comforting people I've ever been around. If we find out that we have anything. That will require like further. Oh my god, I'll die. Oh, we're moving to Atlanta because I won't have anyone. I have to be near her. Oh I have god. to. Like I'll be like, can, <laughs> can you I know, move in? Can, with yeah, you? yeah. Do you guys have an extra? <laughs> do you have a back room? I mean, I can't be away from her if I have to do any kind of. No, I'm not even right. gonna think about it. Like, so you can't. You just can't. You just got. And they're right. You just. You don't. You don't know until you know. Whatever. And. I want also. I need to be around Doctor Simone again. I need I to hear that and see that laugh. I want to be around Dr. Heavenly. I can't. I can't. Well, we know that we can. We probably won't even see Heavenly. I know. I was scared we're not even going to see Dr. Simone. But the thing is, A, we can go into Dr. Heavenly's fucking dentist thing. That's true. Maybe I should make an appointment to get my teeth cleaned. Yeah. And we can go into Simone's. Also true. So we can just, what I think we should do at the, if if the show is not going to plan where we get to like hang out (laughs) and reunite. Uh Uh-huh. Because they might do it so that Simone and, and Jackie have their lunch. Oh, God. And then we lurk in the bushes and we're like, right. there they are, you know, or right. whatever. Oh, in the bu- yeah. You know, they looked at our vaginas, <laughs> vagina. But if they don't do that, we just have to call the Uber, 
Mm-hmm. The the Ubers were like some of our favorite part of being in Atlanta, mm-hmm. so we have no problem. Mm-hmm. Bust that Uber, head over to Simone's, mm-hmm. and then just gangbusters, and then we go right over to Heavenly's. So we, I mean, there was no not doing it. So I did want to let, um, I wanted to update Jim Wally that, um, I was unable to fix, uh, the calendar that he sent us of his art. Okay. So for now, um, my birthday month, there's no picture for January, which Jim, the cover and the picture for January, which I mean, basically it's the anchor of the whole calendar, Mm -hmm. but they, Mm -hmm. they came off Mm -hmm. of the twisty thing, Mm -hmm. like the binder. Yes. I do remember that it was tip of the iceberg, but oh, okay. So after we get through January, we will then have more of Jim's art. Okay, good to enjoy. But right Great. now it's nothing, and I just, I mean, damn Jim, damn it, fucking Jim. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, those things I, you know, the, uh, those calendar things are always, and I even have a calendar that I got like like a day planner or whatever, and I bought, you know, it's expensive that yeah. I had for last year. Um, I did get a new one, don't worry. And um, it's same thing. It would always pop off. The, like the, the circle thi- thing? Yeah. There, I just, from now on, I'm decided I'm not going to get anything that has circle things on it. Well, also, I know Jim probably searched around and then he found the calendar that was like the best for displaying like painted beautiful color with the vivid right. colors for his art because he's a super talented guy. Meanwhile, it's like nuts and bolts, okay? <laughs> the calendar has to stay together. It's a binded object. It's like, I need to get the picture book and then you open the book one time and then all the pages fall out and it's like, I'm glad these are beautiful, wonder, mm-hmm. wonderful, glossy mm-hmm. pages, but they were bound. And I want to write a letter to someone. Yeah, to whoever is the manufacturer of that calendar. It's not fair. And they need to compensate Jim and be held responsible. They need to compensate motherfucking me. (laughs) Now, Carrie Nataro sent us a six-pack of assorted artisanal beers. They're gone. From just, they were gone that night. Uh, (laughs) They're gone. Carrie, and she knows. They are gone. I'm sure when she's packing it, she's like, I have a feeling... Um, nagging and gnawing at me here in Ohio and I'm minding my own business, making my money, that these bitches need some alcohol and they need a stat. I mean, I was so thirsty for the beer that I then had to go steal your neighbors. So <laughs> after drinking Justin's mm-hmm. Big Dick Brewery beers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the brewery's like what? It's like Rheingeist Brewery, yes. but we call it... Big Dick Brewery. Justin's Big Dick Oh, yeah. Brewery. I'm sorry. Yeah. Justin's Big yeah. Dick Brewery. Because Justin's like, you know. Yeah. It's got a big dick. Yeah. And that's her, <laughs> that's her dude. And, you know, we've got, we love him. We love, we fucking love Carrie, you know. Yes. And we love uh, the beer from Justin's Big Dick all Brewery. All good. And it's always like crumb cake and coffee coo and yeah. cider and just, you know, special things like that. And then really she sent a framed photo of us mm-hmm. printed with the famous quote <laughs> from Doris Kearns Goodwin yes. from our 2018 podcast <sighs> episode entitled Someone Farted <laughs> on Meet the Press. I mean, the shit, it it should win every award. Mm-hmm. It should win every podcast mm-hmm. award. The mm-hmm. fact that it, it wasn't even, it should be featured on iTunes like in, in <sighs> at the anniversary every year. Yeah. Someone Farted on Meet the Press. It's important work. And on it, we tell the story of someone on the panel literally farting <laughs> during a confusing monologue by Doris Goodwin Kearns. Kearns Goodwin. Doris Kearns Goodwin. <laughs> that ends in a non sequitur question about civil rights, mm-hmm. about why do we do civil rights. Oh, 
and the children are going to know and their children and then 50 years they might not be dead and will be dead and wh why do we do civil rights i make of it that there's an absolute lack of leadership <laughs> on the corporate level on the national level even on the state levels of what we have to do whether or not this is man-made whether or not it is and it clearly is man-made or whether some of it is made from something else it doesn't even matter what matters is if we're seeing everything around us we're seeing the fires we're seeing the droughts and now they say this may happen by 2050 maybe that means we'll begin to think our children may be alive in 2050 our kids will be alive every important act that's been taken in america is because people in the government begin to feel i care what's going to happen to my kids and my grandkids why do we do civil rights <laughs> We now interrupt our regularly scheduled JoJo and Kiki to revisit an old segment called Obituary, which is basically just an obituary with a bitch in the middle. <laughs> and turns out, sweetie, a bunch of bitches just died. Ooh, bitch. Her mouth weathered in the tub, she be washing my shit. The world of is clean when I step out on the scene. Come take a picture, baby, this life's something to see. I'm posted with the cameras, you know real nigga my breed. She love to follow my lead, these hoes in love with my team. This is our segment called Obituary, where we tell you about significant people in the political zeitgeist who have died. We haven't done it since Uber Groper and Illuminati influencer George Bush Sr. died. And though it was a heartfelt obituary, he was still a Republican. It's always going to be more sad when we lose important Democrats. And the last one we lost, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a.k.a. the Gator, was way beyond an obituary. But motherfuckers are dropping like flies and it's become impossible to ignore. They are. Like, at this point, it's happening almost every fucking hour. Every hour. Like, it comes, someone new has died. And people are sad, I want to say, about Betty White, and yeah. rightly so, obviously. But I'm here to let everyone know, okay? Next to Natalie Wood getting drunk jealousy murdered off the side of a yacht, <laughs> Betty White dying on goddamn New Year's Eve, 17 days before her 100th birthday, is fucking iconic. <laughs> The only thing that could have made it better is if she threw a cell phone at someone's head while snorting opioids seconds before uh, she died. God. Like, Betty White is a goddamn legend, and I love, love that she robbed every corporate barnacle, suckling at the teat of her fucking legacy, trying to cash in on her corpse. Mm. Like, I was like, dying on New Year's Eve? You better work, bitch. You better work, Betty. <laughs> and we love a January birthday, bitch. Shout out to Howard Stern and Michelle Obama and Kate Moss and Janis Joplin and Dolly Parton and Aliyah and Alicia Keys and Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah Winfrey and our very own Brandy Howard are all January babies. And Betty White dying in the same astrological sign of her birth right before the 100th anniversary of her birth, feels profound for some reason. The whole thing does. Yeah. I think Betty is going to bless us all with a spectacular year. Mm -hmm. And with all due to whoever is in their, like, fucking Chinese animal year, like, of the astral <laughs> Chinese yeah. mm -hmm. New Year calendar or whatever, yeah. which incidentally was supposed to be the year of the tiger, Ooh. which is just interesting because of just Tiger King and the whole fucking thing. Mm. I'm here to let you know it's the year of the Betty. That's, nice you know yeah we are all gonna get some i think mm. that bitch dying on new year's put some serious stank on do you 22 yes. 
and I am here for yeah. it. And just to make sure that all roads lead back to me talking about me, <laughs> I am a January baby, and I do share a birthday with Stephanie Tanner from Full House, exact same birthday, and she was on Full House, and Bob Saget also Weird. just died. Wow. Back to me. Isn't it neat how I can do that? It's easy for me. It comes naturally. (laughs) Back to me, Bob. I mean, and Bob Saget, with whom you also clearly shared a drug and alcohol addiction. Oh. Uh, Now, since that's the only reason (laughs) anyone dies alone in a hotel room in Orlando, I mean, hello, is this thing (laughs) on? Put your hands together for our first responders. Seriously, though, uh, just to put a little respect on Bob Saget's name, the hotel he was in Orlando was a Ritz-Carlton, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting to make it, like, more seedy. Yeah. Like, oh, I would you're think... in, you know, but he's, the, the guy's in a Ritz. Right, you know? right. But I mean, right, right. what we love about Bob Saget is that he was a, you know, filthy dirtbag and quite sure yeah. he was on drugs. And then, of yeah. course, up from the ashes comes America's biggest fucking drug addict, <laughs> fucking overrated tool, um, fake big dick energy Pete Davidson who's like oh. like about talking about how deep Bob Saget was and it was like when when you guys were fucking snorting wine till 6am talking about comedy fuck off and Sidney Poitier also died who yeah. one I'm not gonna lie I definitely thought for sure he was already dead I really did and two hmm. I mean was absolutely hands down one of the hottest guys who ever lived like just hmm. period and three um, I feel horrible mainly because one of my best friends, Vera, named her fucking daughter Sydney after him. Mm. And I didn't even call her when he died. Now, to be fair, uh, Vera went to Paris for New Year's, and I just feel like she's the one who should be calling me to console me on how tragic my fucking life is. I'm like, bitch, you owe me an apology. Oh how dare you go celebrate New Year's Eve in Paris? You whore. I want to go to Paris. I know. So badly I, I want to go to Paris. I have no... You, I'm like, fuck you, Vera. Sydney Poitier died, you bitch. Yeah, and I want to go to Paris. <laughs> well, Sydney Poitier, Betty White, Peter Bogdanovich, who, by the way, I did work with. Oh, yeah, on, on The Sopranos. So I will say, even though I'm not going to post a picture of myself with him, being oh. like, R.I.P. Peter Bogdanovich, <laughs> and then it's a picture of me. You oh, know how people love doing yeah, that? Love, love, like, R.I.P., what a light in the world. Um, you taught me so much the time <laughs> when I guest starred for five minutes on and we shared this granola bar yeah. and you were so wonderful. Anyway, here's a picture of me with you. <laughs> exactly. Just Paper Moon. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, Paper, Paper Moon. Moon. Even uh, as an older man did wear a cravat. I will say that. So, you know, yeah, I had iconic. to respect that. Had to respect that. Uh, Bob Saget, John Madden, and of course, Harry Reid. Harry Reid, good old alien a better and UFO captain of the Congress cover-up team, <laughs> Harry Reid. Harry Reid was a United States senator from Nevada from 1987 until 2017. He spent 30 years as a Democrat in Congress and was Senate Majority Leader for six years under Obama and then was Senate Minority Leader for the last two years of Obama's presidency. The whole time, Harry Reid was the top Democrat in the Senate. His counterpart was always Mitch McCockblock. And while I'm sure that Harry Reid was beloved and did a lot of great things, Mitch McConnell grew into the monster he is today on Harry Reid's watch. The monster that delivered us Trump and the current win-at-all-cost mentality that feeds the Republican QAnon machine. That's right. It was Harry Reid. And Mm. I mean, I'm sorry. Mm. I'm 
I'm clearly bitchy when I'm calling Vera a whore for celebrating her New Year's in Paris and being like, I'm not going to call you, even though your daughter's named after Sydney Poitier and you're probably super upset. I did text her. I had to just text her just now I, mean- I couldn't handle the guilt. <laughs> but it was Harry Reid sitting next to Obama when Mitch McConnell threatened to smear him if he made it public that Russia was helping Bernie Sanders and fund- funding Jill Stein's mm-hmm. campaign. Mm-hmm. That is a true fucking story. It's in Obama's book. It's not a bot-generated Facebook meme rumor, okay? It's true. Obama and his people... And this includes Harry Reid, who's Senate. At this time, he was Senate minority leader, mm-hmm. but still. Mm-hmm. He had already been getting fucking owned for six years. But mm. Obama and his people were informed, like, hands down with proof that Russia was funding a misinformation campaign, like, all over every social media, Facebook and everything else, aimed to fuck with Hillary Clinton and direct Democrats to Bernie Sanders. And then, of course, a bunch of basic bitch Bernie bro Twitter warriors jumped on the bandwagon and the rest is history. But Obama and the Democrats, of course, wanted to get the truth out. And Mitch McCockblock said if Obama or any of his people said a word that the Republicans would say that Obama was trying to sway the election in Hillary Clinton's favor. I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 we are not here to slander Harry Reid. OK, uh, but I guarantee if someone threatened Trump with that, he wouldn't give two shits what the Democrats threatened. He'd happily admit if he was trying to sway an election. And who gives a fuck? Of course. Everyone's trying to fucking... That's what this whole thing... That's what politics is. But of course, they rolled over and sucked Mitch McConnell's dick just like they always did for the entire eight years of Obama's presidency. Even though for six of those years, Harry Reid and the Democrats had control of the Senate. But Mitch McCockblock was always topping from the bottom. Yeah. Some things never change. Nope. But Obama really loved Harry Reid, and we love Obama, so whoever he loves, we love. (laughs) Uh Um, He spoke at Harry Reid's funeral, which, by the way, before he died, Harry Reid made it known that he wanted Brandon Flowers from The Killers to sing at his funeral because The Killers are from Vegas, (gasps) which he did, and how hot is that? Oh, my God. I mean, Harry Reid, anyway, at his funeral, Obama said that when he was a senator... Because, you know, he was a senator, bef- you know, before yeah. he became president. Uh-huh. He said that Harry Reid was the, one of the first people to encourage him to run for president, wow. believing that despite his youth um, and despite his inexperience, and despite the fact that he was black, that he could actually win. Oh, my God. That is so nice. Yeah, it's really nice. And I know that Harry Reid, I think, was Senate Majority Leader would have been at the end of Bush, I'm, I think. So mm. that would have been when he would have been encouraging Obama, which was really cool to run. <sighs> wow. Wow. Well, he died after a four-year battle with pancreatic cancer, and it's sad. But I do feel that if we had a strong commanding figurehead like Nance Pelosi as the Senate Majority Leader during that time, instead of nice puss-puss meanwells like Harry Reid and Chuck Schum, the Democratic Party would not have so thoroughly lost all semblance of power. As we are experiencing now, it doesn't even actually matter who technically holds the majority because the party controlling everything, no matter what, is always the Republican Party. And again, it was under Harry Reid's watch that they built this unstoppable machine in Congress. Yeah. And it was also under Harry Reid that they created the crystal geyser of conservative judges going right mm-hmm. into the federal justice system. I mean, I don't want to put everything on him, It's a, but he's the p- most powerful Democrat in Congress Mm-hmm. Whether he's the minority leader or the majority leader, but the fucking crystal geyser of judges was happening. It all just fell apart. Yep. And I mean, it did. And it and with Obama, I do, and I always say this, like, Obama ain't coming in there hot. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm the first black president. Like, I can't. I got a... He needed a team around him to be 
the fucking sharks. Right. And the problem with like Chuck Schum and Harry Reid is like, they're just not cutthroat. No. We need fucking bitches in there. Like, yeah. get Nance Pelosi. Sorry, she's got a bigger dick than you guys. I mean, what's <laughs> said with all due, but Jesus, like Obama needed to stay the classy. He's just the fucking epitome of like the perfect president. A lot of politics is dirty, shady, ugly, dark, and he needed the cutthroat people around him. You know, I mean, God, nothing. get Bernie fucking Sanders in there. We need the Democratic Mitch McConnells and Kellyanne Conways. Yeah, we do. Stephen fucking... What Collins, Stephen yeah, Miller, Miller. We need. There's no. There's no Democratic. Um, compare. There's no except there's for Nance no, Pelosi. Except Nance and Pelosi. probably Hillary Clinton. You know, oh, yeah. I mean? oh, Hillary Clinton Hillary, is yeah. getting it done. I, yeah, that's true. But she, even she, publicly wasn't the cutthroat monster that these people are. Even Nance yeah. Pelosi is way more commanding publicly. Oh yeah. Just but you're with, just like, Whoa. and she was getting it done with Obama too, and that was right. why they were like so fucking tight because she's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, no, you just be, keep your composure. You don't need to get any dirt on you. Right. Yeah, he had to keep his hands clean. He had to. You can't yep. come in there as the first black president and be fucking acting Trumpian. You know yep. what I mean? He right. did. He played everything perfectly. The problem was the motherfuckers, the pussies. I'm yep. sorry, yep. and that's why Nance Pelosi. It's every picture of them striding down, and right. it's like, yes, bitch, <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad because this is, seems like it's like bashy on him and he mm-hmm. did die and it's supposed to be the obituary. And to be fair, we really haven't done a ton of research. <laughs> and um, it's, it's and e- but even just seeing him in that documentary called The Phenomenon. Right. Um, about the history of mm. alien and UFO sightings mm-hmm. and the government cover ups mm-hmm. over like the last 80 years and shit. Yep. He's in that. And he's clearly he, he's clearly I, I thought seemed very like sick yeah in there. he did and he, yeah he could have been frail. seemed yeah. like he probably already had the cancer right. at that point mm-hmm. um but it's like bro bro <laughs> bro i mean you were a part of the cover-up mm-hmm. you're in congress for 30 years mm-hmm. you didn't push for honesty and transparency or well, let's i mean we don't know if he pushed for it or not but what it never happened right so now you're dying and you're in this documentary talking about the shit's all there. The files yeah. there. The files deep right. with the aliens fucking the UFOs. <laughs> you had the for 30 years opportunity after opportunity to just fucking get crunk and push till it happened so that everyday people could have access to information and tech technology which they could use to innovate. I mean, in that documentary, and we urge everyone to watch it, the shit is fucking fucking fire it's it is so good it's so good it's so good it's like remember that guy it's like in a fucking lab and like fucking probably some underground fucking iceland or some bullshit or sweden and he's like got that weird material oh yeah uh-huh. and it's like oh, i want to watch it again yeah now. it's and plus you fell asleep and then i was scared mm-hmm. and aliens came in here and probably kidnapped me and i was like wake <laughs> up man oh, i'm scared and you were like sleeping on the couch and i was like oh my god and this weird eerie music plays for so long at the end of the documentary and it just made it even more scary it was like three in the morning but if you keeping that information hidden away, even if you just have this weird matter, you we don't even know what we could have made with that matter. Yep. For all we know, we could take, you know, dissolve toxic waste with it or who knows? It could be the cure for cancer. It's all covered up. He spent third Harry Reid spent 30 years in Congress. You know, the minute he got in in the fucking 80s, he was like, let me get at that file. Motherfuckers from <laughs> he's a senator from Nevada. Right. So, you know, motherfucker, he's like where's the alien file <laughs> yeah, where who who has it i need to look yeah. at it i'm dying to look at it and then he's looking at it 
not every time it's getting bigger and bigger and thicker and thicker and he's looking at it for 30 years yep. you're lying <laughs> and, and this and i and this is the thing that i always say and you know it's true my mouth i always say this this is my theory covering up ufo sightings which they've been doing which in the documentary like since the fucking 40s or whatever mm-hmm. they would tell people who saw thing saw the shit with their own eyes uh-huh. they picked up the weird foily looking shit and we're like, what's this? Or they, they saw it with their own eyes. Pilots, military pilots who saw it with their own eyes in groups. They'd be like, no, you didn't. I think you guys, that was uh, one of our planes. And it's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> this is, you're telling people who actually saw the shit that, that you're lying to them. And to me, that's the beginning of QAnon. Mm. The seeds of distrust we're sown right there and then beginning. And this is now why we have QAnon because nobody can trust the fucking government. That is the exact thing where it's like, no, no, I saw that with my own eyes and now you're saying it doesn't exist. It's fucking scary. And now I know I trust you. Yeah, and Harry Reid fucking knew it. He read the classified documents and you know, just like you said, he's been knowing all the shit for the last 30 years and the UFOs, he's probably on the phone with the aliens. <laughs> he's probably talking to them like, don't come by today. And then he probably got in a thing with them and he was like, I've got the pancreatic cancer. I'm going to let everyone know. So give it a year and then come on down. And I guess you can go ahead and eat people for your lunch or whatever. And it was, you know what? It was probably killing him. And maybe he was even thinking if I could get my hands on that fucking weird matter, I could probably cure my goddamn <laughs> yeah, cancer. Yeah. And again, I want to apologize. Uh, we're, pu- we're pulling this out of our ass <laughs> uh-huh. and we're not really doing his career justice in terms of like his public service. Mm-hmm. You know, we know he was a prolific senator with a decorated record. You know, I just feel like he was outmatched in a power position against Mitch McCock block. Mm-hmm. And I'm now harboring all this resentment and projecting it onto him. And, and my misplaced resentment combined with my utter lack of research and effort uh-huh. um, and interest in this obituary <laughs> is really what's tanking this segment. <laughs> well, you're not wrong about the alien thing. And um, I just, this needs to be said, cause this is huge news. You told me last week that NASA brought in two, four, 24, religious leaders and theologians from around the world to take part in a NASA-sponsored program at the Center for Theological Inquiry in the United States. Didn't know that was a thing. Which was to assess how the world's major religions would react if alien life was discovered on other planets. If that's not proof that the goddamn government knows there are aliens and shit out there, I don't know what is. Boom. That's it. And how crazy is it Speaking of Harry Reid being on the phone with the aliens, how crazy is it that literally, literally, this is a fact, the same day that the story broke that NASA had called together the religious leaders to find out how their congregations would deal with the news of the existence of alien life, the day the news broke, Harry Reid fucking died. Ooh, bitch. This is our segment called The Ladies Room, and it's just ladies talking lady stuff. 
And our guest today is Pinnacles when it comes to being a lady. She's gorgeous. She's smart. She's funny. She's classy. And she's rich. Very rich. Very beautiful. And very, very smart. In fact, it was her obsession with politics that inspired us to start this podcast way back in 2016 and that's why we're almost done because it's been five years and since then she's done this show a million times and she is by far our most popular guest right Memo? that's true when we do our finale it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be, be we're gonna pass gonna it off leah. to leah it'll be well you know when they do the end shows when they yeah. have the finale of the season they have the these are the guests that were on the most and they yeah. reminisce I'll be the it'll be you'll be the, the yeah, yeah. Right. exactly yeah kim kardashian on ellen <laughs> if you're a bravo fan you'll know her from the real housewives of miami and flipping out with jeff lewis and if you're not then you'll know her for being a legend legendary Miami socialite and philanthropist who's not only very rich but also very very generous. She's one of our favorite people in the entire world and we're so grateful that she puts up with us because we are shitty people and even shittier friends. <laughs> so without further ado it's time for a meeting in the ladies room with the legendary Leah Black. Hi, Hi Leah. Hi girls. <laughs> Hi ladies. And this is the ladies room. It's hey the guys. <laughs> yeah, this is the How are you? Hey guys, how oh, are you? Um, okay, so it's the one year anniversary of the Capitol insurrection. <laughs> and we literally haven't talked about it once on this podcast, okay? Since the last time we talked about it with you in July. We know you've been following it closely. Tell us what the January 6th commission has been able to prove so far. Well, they have proven so far that out of all of the lives that the policemen protected and saved from the rabid mob, from their mob boss boss, they didn't even bother to show up to their vigil and to say thank you uh, last week on the, at, at the Capitol when all the Democrats and only Cheney and her dad showed up. Now, Adam Kessinger would have showed up, but his wife's, or his, he's expecting a baby any day. I don't know if it's his wife or girlfriend or what. But literally not they, one Republican not one went Republican, to the police not that. One. And did those police really kill themselves? All Ugh. of them? I think three did. Four, three or four, three did, at least that I know. And then there was that girl that was shot breaking through the window that they're trying to make a martyr out of. Mm. And then there's, um, the poor guy that got tear gas to the point that the next day he had a heart attack and died. Mm. Slesnick and his girlfriend's been a really great spokesperson for him. Why know? did they kill themselves? You don't think they were suicided? I think one of two things, either the trauma and they just couldn't take it or they were complicit to some degree and felt a whole lot of guilt not realizing it was going to get so far out of hand. So they had the candlelight vigil. They had the opera singers singing, you know, some patriotic songs. They had the Slesnick family there because their son, you know, was killed at the thing, uh, at the insurrection, the attempted coup uh, <laughs> led by the ex-former loser former guy twice president, impeached. <laughs> twice impeached, yeah. former guy, loser president. And, um, and then, you know, they didn't, not one, not one showed up. McConnell and a handful of them went to some funeral somewhere else, which they probably begged the family to yeah. the funeral the same day, so they'd have an excuse not to be there. But not one, not even the s civil ones, not even, you know, Mitt Romney put out uh, statement condemning the insurrection. He didn't show oh, up. They always None act like they're fucking up. civil. I just can't understand. The law and order, quote, law and order, you know, group, 
they're not for law and order. Mm-mm. They're for disorder, for chaos, and for lies. It should be lies and disorder. That's what they're really for. And they have, I mean, side note, sidebar, they have zero empathy. And the fact that they all tried to get up in arms about the way Biden pulled out of Afghanistan after 367 years, like, oh, let's not leave the people of Afghanistan. It's like, you could give two fucks about literally anyone. First of all, they won't let anyone. them in the country. They use the excuse of COVID. Then they said they're going to come in. And then on Fox News, they were saying they're going to be terrorists. And then they didn't... They wouldn't do anything for them, period, when they did get into the country, except criticize, and they could care less. But it was because it happened on Biden's clock. But you see, Biden was in a box because Trump handed the country over to the Taliban on this date certain. So our choice was to get out on this date certain or escalate because they weren't going to cooperate after that. And Biden made the decision to cut our loss. And everything really was going okay until, you know, of course, those poor 13 soldiers were killed at the airport. And that's just horrible. Horrific. Really sad. We told each of their names, each of their stories. Biden really just had no choice because had, had there not been any agreement to get out, I think Biden would have gotten out, but he'd been able to do it over a longer period of time and been smarter about it. But when you say, here's the deadline, we're going to be out by then, then the Taliban's like, if you're not out by then, it's our country, we're going after you. So now you can send in another 20,000 troops and start all over again. So he was boxed in. And they didn't do anything to help them get out anyway. And they didn't want him out. They just want to whine and suck their thumb and criticize and, you know, backseat drives the they want way. the contracts they want the yeah they want exactly. the they want the and the enron type yeah. companies to be in there with yeah. the What's never Cheney's, ending infrastructure Cheney. halliburton halliburton yeah. there's a yeah. it, afghanistan is is notoriously right. never-ending contracts yeah. and yeah. They were throwing, and building nothing to and nowhere throwing and so much money yeah like the winchester mansion li- exactly. throwing money at them so fast they and so much they couldn't build schools they were building schools that were empty they were bu- building well, because they alone. never were able to to yeah. the afghanistan is tribal it's their they they never were you able have to, to educate and bring the, ex- that's the right. people along with you right they were and i they do did. wish that there would have been a way to keep the peacekeeping troops there and i think it had trump not handed over afghanistan to the taliban it could have been negotiated that okay we're going to stay out of your business and we're going to leave you alone but we're going to keep our peacekeeping troops here and you're not going to abuse these young girls and these women other than that if you guys want to go fight and do your thing do your thing but you're going to take (laughs) care of these people are going to be left alone and i think that it probably had some chance of working where they could have continued to educate people and build the whole society is never going to change the culture is not but there's a segment of it that would want to be modernized that's what i think literally the words you just said are the exact reason that a woman should be president yeah that's why. Because even just while you're saying that, I'm like... That makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. And I've never thought because it. I men, myself have never thought it, but it made sense because you're a woman. violence and fight, and women go to peace and tranquility and And keep the people sense. there that says, let the fucking assholes go into yeah. the yard and yeah. go fight and yeah. don't rape and do whatever with the yeah. make a million wives and keep the women. And that's why women should be president, period. I mean, ev- like, end of story. But in every country, not just here. It has to be everywhere. Exactly. But definitely here. Definitely here. <laughs> so now I want to say I'm like very cynical and I like can't with these endless commissions that do nothing. Like I get like 
honestly, I was scarred with Oliver North, and Oliver North did get in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, Benghazi, and what does I that know. mean? And it went on and on. And yeah, it's but, like, that, but see, the 11 Benghazi hearings that we spent $7 million doing were Jim Jordan and what's his name, uh, the guy that Trey tra- tra- Gowdy, and all these idiots went up there and tried to crucify Hillary while she just sat there and kind of <laughs> shrugged her shoulders and said, mm, yawn, yawn. Okay, next. But she testified under oath for 11 hours these cowards won't even testify to a committee under oath or not they won't answer a question they're all hiding behind some privilege or some i'm a this or i'm too important they won't even testify that tells you everything you need to know if you're not willing to at least if you didn't do anything wrong and you're not being criminally prosecuted there's no reason to take the fifth then just tell your side of it and clear your name. Yeah, they can't do it. But they can't clear their name because they were part of it. And the evidence for that is that 186 of them voted not to certify the election even after the insurrection and the noose and the hang pence and let's kill Nancy Pelosi and the thugs taking over the Capitol. They still voted to not certify which tells you they had an agreement going in not to certify yeah which tells you they were it was a they were colluding it it was conspiracy it was a conspiracy to overthrow the election period headed by donald trump and steve bannon and navarro and a handful of the thugs that work for the mob boss you know trump has a real talent though for attracting people that are easy to corrupt if you notice, he's got That's people true. that are so easy to corrupt around him. I mean, I, I yeah. Did you hear Devin Nunes is? Yeah, yeah. He's going to go run that company that's already under investigation because it's being valued at two billion dollars. And where did the billion that they got come from? A Saudi? I don't know. I know George Kushner's got four billion dollars in a new startup company that came from international money that uh, they haven't disclosed. Oh, they love. So it's all been about. Maybe it came from when Devin Nunes sued Twitter for making Devin Nunes's cow. <laughs> An account Nunes called Devin mom. Nunes's cow, yeah. and then he sued Twitter for like They're he sued Twitter for like two hundred million. It's a party of corruption, white supremacy. We're better than you, us versus them. Hate, hate, hate. They don't stand for anything. They have no. Did you see the last election? They had no platform. They just said, "Well, we're going to just do whatever the president says if we win." Now they have no platform for the next two years. But they do believe. Like, what do you think the deal? Like, we're basically dealing with half of the country being like that. I don't think it's so, half the country. I think okay. Th- I think it's exaggerated that it's sixty to seventy percent of the Republican Party. So I think first of all, the Republican Party is forty percent of the country. It's not. It's not okay. 50-50. Because so there's the- 10% of the country absolutely checked out, doesn't vote, and isn't paying any if attention. If not more, and honestly. And probably more. So let's just give them the benefit of the doubt that it's 40. Okay. Let's assume that it's 60% of the 40%, okay? That whittles down to like 20%. Of America. May, and then of that 20%, there's 10% that are avid, rabid, and have the loudest voices. But we mean the vo- of the voting population. Yeah. How does the breakdown go? Yeah. Of the and voting so population. You're talking 10 or 15 loudmouth losers are really controlling the whole country because Trump's got these idiots believing that the base is going to stick with him. Well, they are. But if they would have cut him off at the second impeachment or the first impeachment, he wouldn't have been able to run again. 
they he wouldn't have the hold over them nope. because he they would have no be, one to vote he would for. Have, they wouldn't have anywhere to go with it. Yeah. But so Mitch McConnell, I think, must be kicking himself every single day of his life that he didn't go ahead and get some troops in line to impeach him, and then he has he can't run again. He doesn't get his money that. He's still getting money from the government. Hand over you're fist. not even a billion. You're really a billionaire, and you're taking money from the government. I mean, come he's on, making that's... more money now than he ever did as yeah. his fucking dumbass well, Trump state. This is his new Ponzi scheme. You know, he had the hotels where I'm going to put my name on it. I'm the biggest builder in the world, and when they find out who he is and how he runs it. They just distance themselves and leave the name, and then they gradually start taking all the names off the hotels. Well, he's found a new way to make money now, and it's called politics. And it's even easier because all you have to do is get pe- dumb people that aren't paying attention to what really is going on to listen to Fox News, go online and donate. They're five and ten dollars. And then he, yeah, and all that money. You know that the RNC is paying all his legal expenses. Did you know? That? Oh, They're paying no. all his legal expenses. That is yeah. Outrageous. They're all there. And so he doesn't even have to pay his own legal expenses. The fact so that they, they bamboozled these the people so thoroughly yeah. that went on Facebook to donate and donated money. I don't care if it's $10. I mean, there have been times in my life, and I'm not even going to say in the recent past, where ten I couldn't, wouldn't even afford to do $10 to build the fucking wall. They all gave whatever they could afford to give. And then Steve Bannon gets indicted yeah. because he stole the money from yeah. GoFundMe. Yeah. And then they still well, Trump have a zero problem him. with it. Trump pardons him, and now he's the leader of the gang. And these people he's have zero leader. problem with that. So, They're like, it was fine. Steve Bannon was going to use the money on the yacht with the rolled up sleeves looking yeah. like Rosie O'Donnell. It was another quick for pro the, You give me par- a pardon, and I'm going to go out and build a militia for you of low people and put them in high places. And that's what they're doing. They're trying to take over every... Wherever there's a lever of power in government, they're trying to take it over. So, and this is what I think. I think if Trump runs again, it means that the fix is in and they think they've got it locked down. And if he doesn't, he doesn't think it's the, it's locked down because he is not going to lose. He cannot be a loser again. He, 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 that's his biggest thing in his life. He cannot be a loser. So what do you think right now they're trying to put the fix in by saying the elections they're are rigged? They're trying to get the fix in so that he knows if he runs, he can win. So then he can run and win. And then, and then it'll just become Don Jr. and then Ivanka. And we'll become like one of those countries where the power is with this. Yeah. The family. Of, yeah. Like um, the Kims. Want. The Kim Jong Uns, the Kims, the the Uns, the Jongs. That's what he wants. So, how will they? What will the litmus test be? The midterms, in terms of the fix. uh, I think if they don't pass some voting rights, any one of the three. Well, there's two major bills to pass that the House will pass that the Senate hasn't or won't. If they don't pass that, we're in huge trouble because. There, you, there's nothing you can do if you, the state of Texas or Kentucky has got a secretary of state that says, no, those are fraudulent, and so this person really won, and or another state says, you know, we don't like the results. We're going to send our own electorates to vote, and then there's nothing you can do. They're, they're going to mm-hmm. overthrow it. They're, they're working their way into a 
they, you know what, Trump is good at, at cheating and finding the loopholes. He's been able to find the loopholes in his businesses, his loopholes in the taxes, his loopholes, you know, with his wives. He can actually have, he can fuck Stormy With Daniels, the military. Okay, yeah, and with the military getting out of Vietnam, he can, stuck, he can, he can fuck a, a porn star and his wife will stay with him. He's a master at finding ways to get around things, you know, and not get caught and get away with it. He's now figured out, okay, this didn't work because Mike Pence wouldn't go along. So we can't let it get that far now. We've got to stop it at the state level. So let's, who, who does that? Hmm, it's the legislature and the secretaries of state. Oh, well, let's make sure we get all the low people in high places in the legislature and at the secretary of state so it doesn't have to get so far as to the vice president. He's figuring out ways to cheat. And if he can do it, and he's, and he's such a con artist, and people are just like, I believe that they, I believe that the 60% of people that say they think the election was stolen, I think about 90% of those people know that it wasn't, but it's a good plan to stick to in order to change voting laws. So they're gonna stick to the story so they can change the laws to fix the problem that doesn't exist. Because if that problem didn't exist, why would they be changing the laws? So of course they think it was, it was shady. And by the way, did you see Arizona shut down the, the, the ninjas now? They threw them out, shut them down. It's over. They said there's nothing there. Oh, the group. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. the, the ninjas, the cyber ninjas that were going to count yes. all the votes. For a year and a half later, they still couldn't find any right. evidence of vote fraud. In fact, Biden got more votes than they thought. Yeah. And, and so nothing. now you're, you don't hear a peep. They shut it down quietly and they're going to go away. Yeah. But you're never going to hear about it. That's the problem. People are not hearing about what's going on because they get all their information from the same little echo chamber. Yeah. And also just like, oh, you're just screaming, let's scream about fucking Obamacare for for four years. And then all of a sudden the Republicans realize people like it. And then it's like, let's quietly back away from talking uh, right, about yeah, Obamacare. Right. Uh, and we're just not yeah, going to talk about it. Yeah. We're not going to talk about any of it. It's like, let's just leave it. Or let's and, just take credit for it. Yeah. Now. You know, we came way. up with it. Thank God we passed it. Thank God we got that done. And these people are just sitting <laughs> They're watching Fox News going, well, look what all the Republicans have done for us. Well, what does the January 6th commission want to prove? What do they want? I think they want to get to the truth of what really happened and who was behind it and who funded it. And if I they, think, I would, I hope that they can, I hope, because, you know, there was a rumor that Clarence Thomas's wife was funding truckloads of people to go there. I would just love for that evidence to come out. If they found out that, even if they found out direct texts, Mm-hmm. which they have tons of texts about yeah. like this shit's going down. They have Steve Bannon on his podcast, which yep. has more than 14 listeners, unfortunately for <laughs> us, where he's like, this is going to be bigger than X, Y, Z. It's all going down tomorrow. It's like yep. some fucking date in the civil war. I mean, there's evidence after evidence. What will, what do they want? Well, that, to that's the whole thing. The best they can do is expose them because even if they expose them, it's like Trump said, if he shoots somebody in Fifth Avenue, no one's going to turn away from him. The best they can do is expose him and that hope that some of the independents and the moderate Republicans come to their senses. Because some of these people, no matter what he does, they don't care. And the reason they don't care isn't because it's him. It's because he's the guy doing the dirty work 
that's willing to go out, lie, cheat, and steal to keep power in the hands of the Republican Party, which anyone that follows someone that lost the House, the Senate, and the presidency in one term thinks that that's going to be their savior. I hope they just follow them right off that cliff. Isn't there any world, though, where we're spinning our wheels and wasting our time because it, it definitely costs money, it costs resources, it's a constant thing of January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, and then no matter what is exposed, you told us when I was like, oh, Trump told Candace Owens, who's a toxic cunt, that he created the vaccine in a day and warp speed was a success. And I'm like, wow, I was into that. And you said, you told us, why did he take credit for the vaccines? What was your theory? I think that he takes credit for anything and everything he can, and but then he has a plan B. So that if it doesn't work, he can blame the plan B, you see. So he's a guy that takes credit for everything that he can, blames everyone else for what's not doesn't happen that should happen and then he always has an out he always has a back door that and he wiggles he, out you said you he, he knows his base will never turn away so even though his base is all QAnon non anti-vax well that's why they won't turn away it's because underneath all of that they're conspiracy theories people that and they also are white they want america to be white they want the old school back and they want men running things and women at home and everyone having their guns and nobody getting an abortion and no in, uh, integration into schools they love the segregation and the black people shouldn't get to vote and they love all of that they're not going to give it up and so trump is just the just the leader of that movement it's not because it's him i bet you most of them in their heart of hearts think he's a complete fool and dummy but he's a good con artist he's had a lot of experience he's been conning the banks for years and no matter what he and says investors. that goes against or for because he said a ton of stuff that they're waiting this is the day hillary clinton's gonna be dragged out in handcuffs never happens yeah. he they, they're against vaccines then he'll go and say he loves the vaccines. he invented the vaccine himself in a basement and it's you woke me up when you were like, it doesn't matter what he says because they believe exactly what they want yeah. and they'll never stop following him. Yeah. So what he's now doing is trying to get the the women and the middle people that he lost who were like, oh, he's like, I guess he's like gross, huh? And then, <laughs> so then now he's trying to get them back. Like, no, 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 I did the vaccine. Well, that's not, why. You see, he yeah. knows he's already got that base of anti-vaxxers. He's going to keep them no matter what. So now if he says, oh, no, I think you should get the vaccine, but it's your choice. So he's having it both ways. It's your choice. I still believe in the freedom, but, you know, you should get the vaccine to protect yourself. It's so that he can now, these people that are thought he was really way out there, crazy QAnoners, are like, yeah, he's reasonable. Okay, so t I want you to tell our 14 listeners where they can find you. I do want to say something about your skincare. Oh, my God. Okay, so now this is going to come across very like privileged, but really it's just Leah Black friend privilege. <laughs> so I have like super dry hands and I was you like, like it's just who knows it's my lifestyle. I like it. Yeah, it really is. And, <laughs> and the drugs and alcohol I'm doing and I do believe it's hereditary, but and but they're super dry on the back and I was using like just really expensive like hand cream like and I'm talking like La Mer, anything I can get my hands on. And I learned that a lot of times like with lotion, you you need to wait after you like wash your face or your body or whatever. And particularly everybody washes their hands and then they put lotion immediately on their hands. Lotion is a different pH than water. So if you don't wait 15 minutes, this is all technical, but this is just what I've learned. If you don't wait 15 minutes, the pH balance of your skin is fucked up. So I was getting up 
looking for like an oil to use on my hands and I started using your CBD oil, okay? Which obviously not everyone can do. I was already investing in using something good on my hands. This fucking CBD oil, Mau Mau, you even did it on your hands. And you did it, you do it on your hands. Because I'm having an issue with my hands now. A thousand milligrams of CBD. This shit is so fire. Um, I'm literally like, this shit is changing my fucking hands. (laughs) Because you can wash your hands and immediately today I've been at your house and I'm like, annoyed I don't have it in my purse because I, I have one in my car. And you know what? It penetrates so quickly that it's not sticky and it doesn't leave any oil. Like in one second, it's gone. You don't even, it's just gone. Nope. And, totally and that's, that's why you can use it on this your face woman, too. It's funny you said that about your hands. This woman te- sent this uh, testimonial in unsolicited going, oh my God, I started using it on my cuticles and my hands and my nails. And she was going on and on and yeah. on because I had mentioned on Jeff's show one time that I use it on the tips of my hair where they dry on the ends and on my cuticles. And this woman started using it. She said, she lives somewhere where it's brittle cold and she said she always had these horrible cuticles and now they're just like so perfect and so <gasps> and like, i'm saying my mother has that problem oh that's i'm gonna perfect. send her that that's perfect send her some. i'm gonna give you a girl some and the thing is if you wash your which we're all washing our hands so much my hands are if you wrecked. if you yeah. can really only thing you should be putting on them right after is oil because it's different than oil doesn't matter the ph so you can and like face like of course with julie she's not going to be like don't I religiously wait after I wash my face to put products 15 minutes? And Julie's like, what? she'll put the Aussie on the couch, put that CBD oil all over her face. Yeah. I look, it's not even oily. No. One second you know, later. It only takes two or three drops. Jason. Just gorgeous yeah. texture. I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm like 2022, which is do you 22. I'm like, do you 22, bitch? This CBD oil, I'm fucking on it so hard. Yeah. I'm like, it honestly. It's become like one of our favorite. And it's, it's expensive because it's got a thousand milligrams yeah. of CBD. Yeah, it's pure. It. And but, it's real. Okay, so tell them where they can find it. Leah, Leah Black. Com is the website and there's a ton of CBD great products on there and if you go to my Instagram at Leah Black Miami and then I'm on Twitter oh my god I'm on a rant all day long on Twitter at Leah Black Miami it's pathetic I'm disgusted with myself if I went back and read all my tweets I'd probably like take myself off of Twitter well we just found out have an intervention that you were blocked by you know Megan McCain, oh and that's God, when you know you've really hilarious. arrived. Hilarious! I did not know that. You know the other one that blocked me is that Donna Brazil, whom I can't stand because she's a backstabber. The Clintons <laughs> gave her her entire career, and then she goes and writes a backstabbing book about Hillary Clinton. I don't like backstabbers and two-faced people. I oh, I like didn't it. know that. Sorry, yeah. Donna. Oh, so she shit. blocked. She was the first one that I knew that blocked me. I didn't know Megan had blocked me until somebody told me. I, I don't know. You didn't know was. Megan blocked you till I told you <laughs> so just you now. Me. I didn't want to. Out yeah. you. I don't know how to tell when someone blocks you. I don't have a clue. I just you told me, so I looked it up. Well, we were trying to search her, and then I couldn't find her on your phone. I was like, I think she blocked you, Leah. But I kind of think. I mean, you haven't really done Twitter until you've been blocked. You know what? If someone doesn't want to hear what I have to say, goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Bye, bitch. Get the CBD glad. oil. You know, move on. <laughs> go listen. To, go listen to some QAnon or and suck some of that blood. You know, I mean, please. Now it's time for so there's that. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. 
She hates doing it, and I don't blame her. It's so fucking hard to find an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note when it feels like half the country are basically just mind-controlled members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult, and the rest of us are whiny, entitled, virtue-signaling assholes who are too busy keyboard-fighting Bernie battles with Facebook bots to win the actual war. (laughs) But you do it, meow meow, week after week after week for five fucking years. (laughs) And I want you to know that we see you and we appreciate you (laughs) even when... Uh. Your shit is whack. Good. Okay, good. Because the segment's changing into So There's Whack. <laughs> um, <laughs> That'd be easy. <laughs> yes. And then just, well, just, 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 just play the same. podcast. It'll just be the same. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this week, look, it's we're once again late, rushed, crazy, insane, backed up, IBS, nonsense, cuckoo boo boo, level, scheduling, craziness, just all of it. The, the, the planet exploded and now we have to... Uh, rein it in i would say so you know so the good news is that um though it's uh it's tragic it does fall in line with justice and that's what this week so there's that again is about we've really been harping on justice the last few it never gets old yeah well this also um deserves an ooh a bitch in february of 2020 ahmaud arbery was jogging in the port city of brunswick georgia when three white tiny dicks followed him and assumed he was robbing people in their neighborhood. They got their Nazi pickup truck, followed him, and shot him to death. They then left him in the street and didn't call an ambulance. We know this because one of the pud swallowers got in his truck and followed the two main ones and recorded it all on his iPhone. The white nationalist defense was that they had heard complaints from their con- from a contractor who was building in the neighborhood, Larry English, uh, the guy's building his dream house. It's on a lake. And had complained of seeing Ahmad Arbery and other kids on a camera in the um, unfinished house. And it had been going on since 2019. There's video of him walking around on several different occasions of the unfinished house. But that's all he was seen doing was walking around. And they um, would, they, they, well, they have footage of tons of different people who would go hiking in that area, yes. drinking out of like the spigot or the faucet or whatever it is. Because nobody has any water fountains anymore because this is in the 80s and everyone gets thirsty and needs to... Right. I love Brunswick stew, by the way. I do too. so weird I that do. that was it's named Brunswick, after Georgia. Brunswick. Yeah. We didn't know. Uh, not to mention, there were two white boys on bicycles um, who, in fact, did take uh, wood pieces that they also have on camera. And the Larry English wasn't mad about it because the boys... Cre- uh, it was scraps of wood they took from the site and they built themselves a bike ramp. And apparently that was fine. The trial for those white guys has been going on. And finally, the verdict came in and everything about this case has just like blown up. And if you'll, you this is the case that you saw in the news where the defense attorney told the judge he didn't want so many black pastors to be allowed in the fucking courtroom. He specifically said Jesse Jackson. Right. I and mean, this is the, the, can for, you even? This was like, I mean, maybe for a lot of people, but I can only speak for myself. This was like, this was my like George Floyd because I didn't yes this is right. I knew about this before I knew like right I right right, late, right that's right remember yeah. so this was my because the video of him they have video of him running away and he gets shot in the back and it and it, it's like he was just in there getting water it's so awful it's just it is you know not as specifically horrendous 
in the way that George Floyd is, but it is really, really upsetting to see this kid running, running from them. And he's being hunted and chased down and it's in Georgia and it's just, it's just fine chilling and it's awful. It's, it's, awful. it's like you've, the thing, you, they call it a modern day lynching because it was three white guys who basically... And imagine running for your fucking life, being hunted like an animal. Yeah. I want those guys killed. Well, I agree. And <laughs> on Thursday, I just want to go back just to to um, illuminate some more this thing about the video, because a lot of uh, including Candace Owens wants to come on Twitter and wants to come and defend say? the white guys oh, and God. basically say that um, Ahmad was in there being nefarious and he shouldn't be in someone's house and blah, 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 blah. She's a fucking cunt. Whore, bitch, asshole, motherfucker. They so, her. She's gonna have a, a a mixed race who will probably present full black, mm-hmm, possibly black mm-hmm. enough, who's gonna be a little boy up just having fun and being mischievous mm-hmm. and have to deal with shit like this just yep. by being an innocent mischievous kid right just for being black you fucking dumb cunt oh my god i can't take it <laughs> i can't believe she defended those guys those guys are indefensible indefensible so they basically they basically it's like they dragged him in the back of a truck and hung him in a tree so the jury heard pre-recorded testimony from the guy who's the contractor who had installed the security cameras inside the house. And he said he put the cameras behind the house after learning that children had been playing on his dock. So not only had people been in and out with the spigot and the walking the thing, the house isn't finished. And I, I the people, there were, there were loads. When I say loads, there were, there were, they, they were looking at video after video of people in and out of that unconstructed house and people, apparently these kids on the dock. And then somebody stole a cooler and he got really upset That's when Larry English really just was uh, so upset. Because when you're building your dream lake house, you really need a nickel and dime over a fucking igloo <laughs> cooler, you douche. And I mean, kids, I mean, look, it, in the 80s growing up, you know, it's like, there was nothing if you weren't living on a construction site. You know what I mean? It was, we did. It was the boom of yep. the gated community. Every street somebody was building a house on and you're doing nothing but playing and houses being built yep. and lots. That's all you did as a kid. I can it. tell. It's like I a can, playground. I can tell you from personal experience, we were the first house built on our street. The entire street had been built up and I went into every, every single house there was. And yeah, I even got to hang out with the con- contractor's son i think and you know we were little kids playing around in the house you know what i mean yeah. like what that's what they do uh, nobody's it's 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 wood it's just piles there's of not even of wood. there's there, no house there well there's no lock on the door yet you're not going in you know it's what i mean an and even so, lot. there's no roof and you're not what uh, are you gonna take a, a wall yeah i'm taking what, nails. Are, you, what are you I'm robbing screws that right. fell down i mean drywall so in the era of video and all of us bearing witness to white people killing black people particularly white men whether it be police or just regular racist assholes um except that on that one occasion with the white bitch who took out her gun instead of her taser i mean how many more videos do we need to be shown that illustrate the utter and absolute double standard in racism when it comes to killing black people these three fucking white pieces of shit felt so justified, like the cop that killed George Floyd. The one of them recorded it on his iPhone because he thought they were catching a, a, a killer. Like, it, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. And there's bumbling, raving morons. Yeah, and what it did show us is that, what it, that with, when you watch the video, it is so horrific and you're just like, 
thinking of the year after year that this happened all the time without video and granted it still happens year after year here without video but we've had so much more video like in the 50s or the 40s or the, oh my god you know what I mean? just imagine how often this is going on and normally the thing is what is special about this trial is that unfortunately we we would normally just sit back and wait for them to set the three fucking white nationalist free or like watching Kyle Rittenhouse trial watch a corrupt judge show his ass and how unfair the justice system actually is well in an unbelievable and glorious turn of events all three men were sentenced to life in prison two of them the main ones who are father and son who did the brunt of the killing were sentenced to life without parole while the videographer was sentenced to life with parole after 30 years I know this isn't the end all be all but videographer (laughs) (laughs) I know this isn't the end all be all, but I was so happy to hear this. And I think it's a step in the right direction. Three white men sentenced to life in prison. Yeah. Guess what, assholes? You don't get to decide. You get to shoot a man, a young man, a kid and down in cold blood because he happens to be in your neighborhood and not for nothing in a house that doesn't even have doors on it, it yet. It doesn't belong to fucking you. And, and it, it doesn't even belong it's to nothing you. nothing to do with you. Nothing. You're not the fucking neighborhood patrol, you uh, dipshit. Go oh back to your God. fucking trailer, asswipe. Yeah. And also... Maybe we could start to think of people just like you did with the little boys, the white boys who took the fucking wood. If there's a black kid in the area. Maybe he's just taking a walk. <laughs> maybe he's just going for a jog. Maybe he's walking through the house thinking, man, maybe it was his dream house. I think in my mind, what I ended up thinking was he started going there in 2019 and constantly jogging back to that house. I believe he was going there because I think it was aspirational to him. If it were me, I just think if it were me and I was saw that and I kept going back to it. Oh, and kept seeing the progress. Too. I wanted to be a part of it. I want to see. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, like, oh, cool. Now the of, sides are on. Now right. the windows are getting on. The and maybe home. when I g- can get a house and I can b- live on a lake and dr- daydreaming and and just giving yourself something to hope for. And, well, and something to look at while you're goddamn about. jogging. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> fucking boring. Exactly. Now, the though these three white men are going to jail, ultimately, I don't think they're going to be spending the rest of their lives there. Because I do think they're going to get brutally murdered while they're there. Now, not before, of course, they get violently raped over and over and over again. <laughs> so there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this. We do two a week, every week, and there's no politics, no ads, no structure, no rules, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. <laughs> and I like to just repeat that for the reviewer um, who left a review back in 2020 complaining about our endless sales pitch. <laughs> there are no ads on our Patreon podcast, but that one isn't free. No, but it is only a dollar. You get one podcast a week for $1 and two podcasts a week for $2. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to our huge back catalog, which has hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free, ad-free podcasts. Plus, you get the philanthropic satisfaction of knowing that with one single dollar, 
you're contributing to what has become basically our sole source of income since we got kicked off Bravo. Think of it like supporting a small business if the small business wasn't a real business and was more like a charity, but like a charity that you donate to, but you can't get a write-off for and doesn't actually give anyone anything. It doesn't help people. (laughs) Except for us. So it's basically not any of that. But being pressured to help us pay our bills... Um, and stay alive and stay living out of the kindness of your heart isn't working, then we have a free episode for you to listen to to see if you like it. Mm. There's a link to the free episode in the description of this podcast, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a link on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. You can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or computer. And you know what? We recommend doing that because if you come in hot without at least checking out a free episode, you might be like, wow, this is just fucking (laughs) too weird. Like, what are they just talking about? Mm -hmm mice and just mm-hmm. doing drugs and there's they're not they're they're on tangents and they're letting hogs out of pens yeah just just weird laughing fits and mm-hmm. strange i mean it's 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 a it's a joyous inconsistent ride i mean we're late this week yeah so it's you know you never know what you're gonna get but they are there and we do we do do two a week every week you know yeah. and and life has gotten creatively chaotic right now we are trying to rein it back in and also trying to ride the the wave and and have fun doing it mm-hmm. but um we're, we're doing we're doing our best and there's fucking hundreds of them there as well so the the lucky people are the people who get who get to join now who mm-hmm. have all the hundreds to just go back it's not like it matters you can right. listen to one from 2019 it's gonna be just like now nothing fucking <laughs> changes literally if you click on the link to listen to the free episode, you don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. It just takes you right to the free episode and you just push play, like literally like you're playing a song. It's super easy. And if you decide to sign up, all you have to do is import our Patreon podcast feed one time into iTunes or whatever podcast player you're using right now. And then it will just automatically show up there every week next to any other podcast you subscribe to. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Leah Black. Oh, <laughs> How'd you do I See you've met my Faithful hand in hand He's just a little broad dime Because when you knocked He thought you were the candy man Don't get strung up By the way I look Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you around Maybe Play you a sign. You look black, you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? 
Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 